The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Trader Crypto Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TraderCobb Crypto Podcast brought to you by TraderCobb.com. Jump across to the website where you can get all your crypto trading education. Today, I have got another amazing guest. It's the co-founder and CEO of a project called Iolite. It's Alfred Shafir. Thank you very much for being on the show, Alfred. Thanks very much, mate, and I look forward to having a chat with you. Hey, Greg. Thanks very much for having me. Look, um, I'm very fascinated by the project, as I'm sure many of the listeners, whether they've heard about it or not, are. I mean, I've just had a brief chat walking through what the project is and what you're trying to achieve. I think what would be really good is if you could just sort of introduce yourself, mate, talk about what Iolite is actually trying to achieve and whereabouts you are in the journey for the business right now. Cool. Okay. So I would start from uh, actually from the question why, why we started this project. And it's very important to understand where we are coming from. And when, we are, when I say we, it means it's uh, myself and, and Dima Kosmino, who is my co-founder and it's the genius actually behind this uh, the technology and this project. Um, so we are coming from a place where we thought um, about blockchain technology, about smart contracts and this great thing that um, that's happening today in this space. And we thought that's not gonna, let's see, the, the future, it looks a little bit gleam when it comes to its usage. So if there won't be mass adoption, if there won't be any mainstream adoption, then this technology would stay in the realms of uh, speculative traders, uh, criminals and spammers and scammers. So, we wanted to make sure that there will be uh, adoption of this project. So Dima thought about uh, how about removing language barriers. And when we talk about language barriers, meaning that how about people that don't have any uh, programming language skills will be able to interact with, um, with the blockchain, will be able to start writing smart contracts. So this is where we came from, and this is what Iolite is. Iolite is about creating an environment in which each and every one of us will be able to sit down, start writing uh, in his own, her own language, uh, logical agreement, and our environment, Iolite, will migrate that particular text into code, into smart contract, for that matter. Um, it started in... August last year, 2017, um, there is a POC running, a proof of concept, which is based on the Stanford research. Um, it is the grammar engine that we are using for NLP, natural language processing. And we are um, going to deploy some of our code within the next uh, couple of uh, days to weeks. Uh, that will include um, some node and, and uh, wallets and uh, plugins and so on and so forth. So safe to say you've been hard at work for the last, what, eight, nine months now, cramming a great deal in there considering you've, uh, I think you were saying that you started in uh, in 2017, August, was that right? Yeah, yeah. We started the, the initialization was in August. Then we 
started planning, then started executing this plan. And of course, we run a talk on sale uh, during that, that period of time, a short period. I wanted the pre-sale. We actually stopped it and moved to private mode again. But uh, yeah, the guys in the R&D and the guys uh, um, from... Um, Okay, the rest of us are actually from the, the operationals and marketing and biz dev. I've been working around the clock. It's really crazy. I tell you what, I can understand that. Hey, look, one of the things I find quite interesting is you mentioned before about the mainstream adoption of blockchain and its technology. And I, I, I really like the sound of Iolite just simply because I speak with a lot of guests on this show. And um, one of the things that we do talk about is, you know, the basically bringing it mainstream, how we do that. And it needs to be married in with business. You know, we, we can have individuals that think that, yes, we're going to take over the world. The banks are going to be, you know, they're not going to coexist. Bitcoin's going to win. And look, I'm not somebody who subscribes to that theory. I think there needs to be ecosystems that uh, coexist. And blockchain can do that with the right leadership. Now, what I try, find truly fascinating about your project, Alfred, is, is what you're saying effectively going to almost make it um, – I guess a very easy entry for businesses to be in blockchain because if you think about what back in 1993 not many businesses had a website today if you were to say to somebody do you have a website for your business and they said no it, that would be shocking now for us to get blockchain to that sort of level of mass adoption I believe that we need something like this to help business to understand and create and and use the blockchain is that effectively the market that you're targeting Exactly. This is exactly the market we are targeting, Craig. You know, I've been uh, been around in the crypto space since uh, 2013. Okay, this is my second project, and my even my first project was about creating bridge between mainstream um, organizations, banks mainly, and financial institutions uh, between them and the crypto space. And you know what happens is that. Everybody talks about it. There's a huge buzz. There's a huge talk. Uh, IBM made a research about um, adoption. 80% of the executive they asked um, claims that they will do and check and, and they will test blockchain and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. how many actually do that? Not many. I don't really have the facility. I mean, it, it, it's quite a if, – if you're somebody who's in management in a, in a financial institution, it's highly unlikely that your background is technology. So for you to actually go and start to implement what you have suggested that you would do, i.e., yes, we will look into blockchain technology and how we can use that, they need to create a team because – you know, you, you, your typical tech person that sits within a, um, you know, within a fund who might be a tech advisor or somebody who looks at the companies that f- fall under that space, they're probably not that savvy on blockchain and, and how it actually works and how it may benefit the business. So a company like Iolite is coming in and going, well, hang on, you know, you can plug and play. You can sort of learn uh, as you go. I mean, one, one of the things, I think it's, was it um, collective intelligence? Do you yes, want to explain that- a little bit about the, how collective intelligence works with Iolite? Sure, it's it's like uh, crowd uh, crowdsourcing, crowd programming. It's like crowd programming, actually. Um, so what it means is that we allow the community of experts to uh, get engaged and help to train the tool, our Iolite uh, engine, to understand the language that's being uh, inserted. 
this is what it means. And, and again, you are totally correct about those bankers and about those insurance uh, guys and lawyers. They understand the benefits of blockchain. They understand how they, the, the smart contracts can help them, but there's a, so much misunderstanding and so little people to get into this, this code and, and help them invoke the environment that they would like to work on. It's expensive and it's risky. So why not allowing you as an organization to minimum effort or without effort at all, just sit down and start creating your own code and your own environment to work on blockchain. And the way, and the way that it, it does is that each organization have actually its own domain of languages. So getting back into your question about how does it work, the CI is that if you have an insurance company, let's say AIG, and they would like to start creating insurance policies uh, using their own language, then AIG will have their employees start to talk with Iolite engine and Solidity contributors on our network will be able to train our FAE, the Iolite FAE, to understand what AIG employees are writing. And so the next time that they will use the same semantics, it will be much faster to create smart contracts for them. Okay. So the, the, the idea is that anybody can come in from business and start to work on the ILAT platform to create solutions and understandings of how they can utilize the blockchain for whatever their aspect of business is. I, I understand that. And we're using collective intelligence to help plug into effectively a network of individuals that are there to not so much advise, probably the wrong word, but, but to point the ship in the right direction so they can make decisions appropriately. Now. For that to work, let's be realistic, for that to work, for the collective intelligence and that community to step up and to help all of these, hopefully, you know, the adoption is, is quite you know, explosive for you, for that to be able to actually stand on its own two feet and work, the collective intelligence needs to have a reason, right? It needs to have a reason to want to be a part of this community and to give information. You must have something there that would incentivize the collective intelligence providers. So if, if John works on a code for AIG and so does James and, and Sally and no one else in the community does, then there's got to be some sort of incentive. Am I right in thinking along these ways? Or Yeah, you're totally right on money, right? Exactly. And that's, that's what makes the difference between uh, this open source project and maybe uh, let's say Linux or other open source project because in our case we actually implemented a compensation mechanism to the contributors so this is a part of the mechanics of Violite meaning that when a contributor makes a contribution of a code that is actually going to be implemented by the author of a particular smart contract he or she will be compensated as a part of the signing of that block in the blockchain. So part of the compensation to the miner is actually going to the contributor. And that would be the incentive of getting involved and getting known and getting to be one of the uh, bigger contributors in Iolite. That way you will be able actually to create another economy inside. So and it's very important to understand also the derivative, which means that contributors will be able to get compensated, but you as an author will be able to sell and resell and share for fees the contracts that you've been creating. Right. So you can create a reoccurring revenue stream yeah, yeah, of, exactly. of, of good content. 
Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let, let, let's let's get this right. Okay, let, let me just do a little revision. So essentially what you're doing is you're breaking down blocks, blockchain for mainstream business to adopt through collective intelligence, like obviously through the COVID, through the, a collective intelligence that are going to help to uh, demystify what is blockchain and how that can actually relate back to the business. And this collective intelligence will help to make that work. Now, the, to keep the collective intelligence, you're incentivizing these contributors uh, for their time, their code, their efforts, and once they've created something once, if that there also has a relevance to a different project that may pop up, uh, however it pops up in the ILIT uh, ecosystem, they can then maybe tweak it and sell it on again as a helpful addition to, you know, it might go from an insurance contract to a lawyer, but more or less the mechanics are the same. They can they can monetize that in a, in a def, sorry, they can monetize that same similar code again. Is that more or less the plan? Uh, just a small fix. Not the contributors will be able to resell that, but the actual authors. The contributors. The author, sorry, the author. Sorry, the yes. Authors, exactly. So the contributors give the solution to the problem. Okay, they are giving a solution to the problem to a particular author. Okay, they will yep. be able to do that for many authors. Many other authors may might have the same problem that they can uh, use that particular uh, solution, but. For reselling purposes, that would be on the author side. Got it. Got it. So it sounds like, I mean, obviously this is well thought through. This is not your first rodeo. You're a tech entrepreneur. You've you've been in the space of technology. And as you say, you, you have run another project before. Um, without delving too much into the project, you did tell us it was to do with uh, with financial background, all that sort of bits and pieces. So you, you've worked within this environment before. You have brought the experience and you have executed in the past. So I, I, I like I like that all roads lead to Rome, so to speak. Everybody's connected and incentivized and working together for for a common goal, which I think is really, really important. The project makes sense to me. Something that I, I would like to ask you, though, is for, for you, for the project, for this to be pulled off, obviously there's still a huge amount of work that is ahead of you as there is whether you've got a business that is up and running or you are about to get up and running, whether you're in startup mode or you're trying to continue to move forward, there's always a huge amount of work to be done. One of the things that I'd like to – one of the questions that I've got for you is <laughs> – after, what is it that you're looking for at the moment? You did talk about you'd done a raise earlier on or late last year, I think it was, early January. I can't remember exactly. But is it look, what exactly does iLight need right now for you to, I guess, you know, clear the hurdles that are lined up that you may be aware of or ones that obviously are going to crop up as you move forward? Thank you for the question, uh, Craig. What we are looking for is um – organizations and partners that will help us to build the community. But when I say community, meaning people who actually want to be part of this project, people that want to contribute that understand the benefits of having and using um, this uh, technology. So in order for us to increase the awareness in the community, we are looking for partners. And when I say partners, I'm talking about organizations from various sectors, whether regulatory, legal, um, commercial, also uh, academia. So we are talking with all of those um, types of sectors to bring on board, to help us to scale up our efforts in creating a real and uh, effective and good community. 
Well, look, um, I think you've come to the right place. We, we know a, a great deal of our audience is um, in the professional sector. We, we do have a lot of um, business people, entrepreneurs, lawyers, um, professionals, effectively. So, guys, if you are somebody who's in the space, if it's your company, your team, your project, whatever it may be, and uh, I've tried to break this down in a way that makes sense because that's the only way I can sort of demystify things. I, I'm not a tech entrepreneur. Well, I guess I sort of am, but I'm certainly not the tech person in the business. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sort of the the executioner as opposed to uh, the person that creates the tech. I sort of go, here's the idea and can somebody please help me make that work? So if uh, I try and break things down so you understand the business and I've done the best that I possibly can to do that, Alfred, I always ask my guests one question before they leave. The very last question is this. Um, we have the the internet to look at, okay? Now, I know blockchain is very different to the internet, but there's also a lot of similarities. You know, it's, it's often spoken of as blockchain being the third arm of the internet. Without the internet, we wouldn't have blockchain. Now, based on these similarities, we look at 1993 as being the time that the internet sort of started to become a little bit more known and commerce was starting to be conducted on this new platform that was the internet. Sure, the internet was available before 1993, but we saw 1993 to 2000 as being the real explosive growth period of the internet. Now, where we are with blockchain right now, if we talk about 1993 being, you know, the very beginning of of, uh, of mainstream understanding or at least um, awareness, let's say, and 2000 being when, you know, things got a little bit silly, whereabouts do you think, what year do you think we're in right now in blockchain? 1990. 1990. I thought you'd be going underneath 93. I did. <laughs> no, no, we are not there, Greg. We are not there. I mean, yes, there's a lot of us. And the only reason that there is so much noise is that we are living in an era of internet uh, and the mm. media uh, um, explosion. And if that wasn't the case, then blockchain wouldn't have been known by anybody, virtually anybody. Yeah. So we are not there yet. And that's exactly my point with Iolite. If there won't be users from mainstream businesses and mainstream organizations and governments, it, it won't happen. The, the adoption to, uh, is the key here, um, to, the key to get this technology um, to the right people, to the masses. I know there are efforts and I know there already are projects, even insurance, and there's a payment use case that's already been used, but it's, it's not there in terms of um, how really big this technology can be. 1990, that's the lowest that, uh, that I've had anyone. Most people try and go 93, 94, some around 96, but I figured from our conversation, Alfred, you'd be somewhere in that space. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. One more second before I let you go. This is Alfred Schaffer of uh, the co-founder and CEO of Iolite, making basically the blockchain mainstream for businesses and essentially eliminating barriers to businesses and blockchain. Where can the listeners find out more about yourself, Iolite and what you're doing? Very simple. Uh, we have, of course, the website, we have social media, we have uh, channels everywhere that uh, uh, you can find us, you can uh, connect to us, you can follow us and um, be a part of our community. You're all welcome to join. 
Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Alpha. Thank you for your wonderful insights. It's uh, it's been it's been fascinating from my point of view. I, I can I can understand what you're trying to achieve here, mate. And I, I think I wish you all the best. And if you can pull it off, mate, I I think uh, you're on to something that's going to not only help you and the people involved in your community, but also the greater crypto asset and cryptocurrency community. Because look, we need to make this a lot easier. It's too complicated right now. Businesses like Iolite uh, are definitely paving the way. So, guys, if you are somebody who wants to get involved with partnering, as uh, Alfred has mentioned, then make sure you get across your social media, get across uh, the Iolite website. Now, the company is I O L I T E. That's right, isn't it, Alfred? Yes, and .io is the website. .io. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Alfred, for being on the show. I appreciate your time. I wish you all the best of luck going forward, and um, I look forward to watching your progress. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate it, and uh, I enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.